Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Uh, man, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, still, uh, still free of the Rona, to my knowledge, uh, which I've not left the house. And as of this release, uh, it'll be April 3rd uh, since March 7th. So, you know, uh, just good. as long as Misty is staying healthy and safe, that's all I'm worried about. Because if she doesn't bring it in, I'm not going to get it. And Madison won't get it. I worry about you and your mom and dad, though, man. How have you guys been coping? How have you been doing? Well, one of the big things about catching this virus is that it is person-to-person transmitted. Talk to any doctor, and that's the main thing of it. It's You have to catch it from somebody else. It's not just, quote-unquote, airborne. Um, a lot of people are like, well, it's kind of airborne. It's not really airborne just because it can survive in a sneeze, you know. Um, there, still- I saw a new report this morning, like literally 10 minutes ago, that new studies are showing that it could possibly be transmitted by talking to someone in the air like that and breathing. Sure. Of- well, that's that's because when... But yeah, yeah, close proximity, you know. Yeah, well, that's still person to person. That's what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Like, like I, I, I've jokingly said a sneeze because um, a lot of people are uh, overreacting. So the other big thing about a virus in general, this is like this is my knowledge prior to this virus, is that um, uh. The only way that you can get it into your system uh, is through your mouth or nose. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's just how it is. It's not transmitted via blood, as far nope. as they can tell. It has to be through your mouth or nose. So that's uh, why they have stressed the importance of washing your hands and don't touch your face because if it's on your skin, exactly, that's you. You can wash it away. So the reason of me telling you this, the reason I was getting to that was because um, my years of working in the school district, you are trained to not touch your face. Yeah. Um, I've just been utilizing that. I don't touch my face. And if I need to scratch my face, I like grab a part of my shirt and like rub the part of my face that needs to be scratched. Um. That being said, uh, my folks are not allowed in the grocery stores. Um, unfortunately, right now, my dad still has to be in the car when I drive legally. Yeah. Or, or vice versa when he drives. Uh, the mm-hmm. way that I'm working it right now is that he's driving and I'm just in the passenger seat during this whole thing because um, I don't think to it's sanitize. less to sanitize and he never fucking gets out of the car unless it's a gas station. Like if he has to go pee, it's a gas station straight up. And yeah. he washes the shit out of his hands and he doesn't touch his face until like he washes and sanitizes his hands straight up. Um, I think we are handling it uh, as well as we possibly can. 
Yeah. Uh, yesterday we had to go grocery shopping and at first when this whole thing was breaking out, my dad wasn't necessarily in the ballpark of it's not that big of a deal. But what he was in the ballpark of is the uh, severity of it. And then he watched some programs like 60 Minutes and whatnot a few nights ago. And he was like, it, it fucking actually got to him. He, he was like, I almost had an anxiety attack. I was watching so many shows. So literally the way that we planned out doing the first was we were going to go as early as we possibly can and get him into the store to get what he needs and get him out as fast as we could. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of stores are doing like opening up an hour earlier so, for elderly and immuni- immunocompromised. On that note, I called our local grocery store, the one that we go to, that's the cheapest. And I said, when do you guys have your like seniors only time? First off, it's once a week, which is absurd to me. Yeah. Uh, and for a half an hour. What? It's literally 7 a.m. to 7.30 on Tuesdays. They do realize that senior citizens don't move that fucking fast, and they couldn't do a lap around the store, most of them, in half an hour. I don't. I was just like, wow. wow okay. That's all right. Weird. Cool. So because of that, we couldn't get the... You know, unfortunately, as, as I was stated before, I live off food stamps right now. Um, because uh, we couldn't get into the store before seven o'clock, and he was, and it was going to be around other people, um, which I don't want right now. He contacts me uh, Tuesday night, and he was just like, "So I don't think I should go in the store." <laughs> I was like, "You think?" Yeah. So he just wrote a huge list of stuff for me to get, and I went shopping yesterday. But, you know, the first thing I did when I got out to the cars, I put all the groceries in the back, in the in the trunk, walked to hit, walked to the driver's side, and I and I just put my hand out and I said, "Sanitize me." To which then he squirted the sanitizer on my hand and hands, and then we got home. Uh, he goes, "Do you need my help bringing groceries in?" I was like, "I'd prefer if you didn't, or at least if you do, don't touch your face until you wash your hands." Mm-hmm. And he was just like, all right, I got you, got you. So he, he did exactly that. And then uh, my mom did scare us, though, because she has stomach issues, as I've stated before. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, she's like down and out. Like she's just not, not, she's not feeling good or whatever, but she's not specifying why she's not feeling good, which has my dad and I fucking just stressed. And then she's like, oh, guys, no, it's my stomach. I just, I don't know what's wrong. My stomach just hurts. So, so Tuesday night, she contacts me. She goes, I think I know what's wrong. And I was like, what? And she's like, I didn't, uh, I ran out of my uh, stomach pills. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, can we not do this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't need any added stress during this time. So I, no joke. The stomach pills that she takes are over the counter, thankfully. And, um, for a bottle of 100 pills, uh, which lasts her about two weeks, I want to say, maybe, maybe more or less. Um, uh, maybe less than that, I don't know, maybe more. I don't know. I don't know how long it takes her, but regardless, you can buy like this pack that has two bottles in it for a hundred dollars, a hundred, hundred dollars, a hundred pills each bottle for like eight bucks or some shit, nine bucks. Okay. And when I was there yesterday, I, I saw that they had quite a bit in stock. So I just grabbed two. So she has 400 pills now. 
and I thought like, oh, that looks like hoarding. <laughs> it looks like I'm just, I was like, no, no, it's not hoarding. It's literally having the pills at home so my mom doesn't fucking forget. Yeah, it's not so much hoarding. Hoarding would be if you bought like 50 bottles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I always feel that way whenever, like, right buying, now, two of something, buying two of something is totally okay. I did see an article yesterday where, uh, and it was a video, the FBI raided this dude's home in New York City because he had stockpiled 5,000 boxes of N95 masks and was trying Jesus. to sell them at a 700% markup. So they busted his ass and confiscated good. all of it. And you know what? Fucking good. Yeah. Piece of shit. I, I one thing I saw today that I thought was really interesting was the CD that CDC has a spot on their website now to show people how to make in-home masks. You know, they're yeah. like they're like a mask isn't a bad thing, but um please stop buying masks because you're taking away from, you know, the people that need them who are working in the hospitals. Um, yes. Uh, so the way that they have instructed it is like take an old piece of cloth and sew a pe like sew it together to where you have protection from other people coughing or some shit. But they were like, but they were like specifying. They were like, this is only if, if you're going like the grocery store. If you just leave the house or we'll take your dog on a walk, it's wholly unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. But that's the problem with this virus is that, you know. I hate to get political on the podcast, but if our pandemic response team was still, you know, around and not, you know, dismantled in 2018, we would have been more prepared for this. Well, that, and I was reading an article this morning that the administration first of February sent like 17.86 tons of personal protective equipment to China to help them contain it. Like at that point, it was already escaped China and already here. That yeah. was a bad move. Yes, I understand wanting to help people and being generous as a nation. But when our citizens were being told, oh, everything's under control and it's fine. And a bunch of that, uh, a, a large portion of the population believed that and just carried on business as usual. You see how things combined with panic buying and a natural shortage of this. And now there's a sudden need for it. it it's, it's terrible, man. And it worries me, um, you know, and I know I joked about it in the past uh, and it wasn't two days later that I was eating my words and making jokes about it. And, you know, I publicly apologize for doing so, but I've never been, one to try to misinform anyone. I do joke about a lot of things. I have a dark sense of humor and I will continue to joke about things, but you know, I do want all of our listeners out there, be safe, protect yourself, be smart. You know, there's a difference between, there's a difference between making jokes and being serious about them. If you're making a joke about, about the Rona or what the fuck ever calling it the Rona first place, yeah, um, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't go to. The Rona. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're not sitting there going, "It's all a hoax," or you're sitting there saying, uh, uh, "It's not that bad," or "It's just the flu," you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. As long as you're not saying those things, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, I've had friends who have actually come down with it now. Um, 
And my one friend, you know, I was really worried about her. You know, when I get messages from somebody that I've not talked to in a few months and they message me at 430 in the morning and they tell me they're sick with the Rona, start to worry about their well-being. Yeah, Uh, you have no idea. That's the problem with this virus. You have absolutely no idea how it affect you. You could have mild symptoms like you just had the cold or you could die. It's that wild of a fucking range right there if you contract it. Yeah, and it's not going to affect, you know, say if you and I were to both get it, it wouldn't affect both of us the same way. You know, you might be okay and I might not be or vice versa. But yeah. the best the best thing that I've seen is like if I offered you a bag of Skittles and there are a yeah. hundred Skittles in those bag of Skittles, but I told you three of them would kill you. Absolutely. Would you take the Skittles? Right. I yeah. That's the yeah, same thing. Well, that you know, it's funny is that that same scenario, that same uh, analogy was used when Ebola was around. Yeah, because we you know we were taking precautions then too, and we were much better prepared too. Well, that's yeah. There's that, but um, yeah, it's just crazy to me. It's like it's like. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you one thing that needs to fucking happen. My dad needs to block a couple people on Facebook because I'm tired of him bitching about it. <laughs> like they're the boomers that are doing the whole, like it's a hoax or, you know, bring back our economy or things like that. They're the, and he's just like, that's so fucking an annoying. Con- blah, blah, blah. An economy can be rebuilt. Lives cannot be brought back. Right. No, I, I think, I think, if, you know, I, I said it, I said it on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm sorry. Did I put it on Twitter? I think I did put it on Twitter, but Facebook mainly. That was uh, um, if uh, how did I put that? It was like if you're not following. Yeah, I saw that. I remember if you weren't following the guidelines and pretending like you're invincible and you don't care. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was uh, uh, because I eloquently okay. If you actively choose to ignore CDC slash HWO guidelines or claim that this is all a political ploy, you'll excuse me if I treat you like an idiot for the rest of time. Yeah, that. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, so, yeah. On a lighter note. It's, it's scary, folks, out there. But here's the thing. As Josh was just about to allude to, uh, Netflix and... <laughs> Hulu and Amazon Prime are still up and still active. As a matter of fact, if you have kids and you're looking for some content for them to watch, uh, Amazon uh, has released all of its kid content for free. Yep. And Disney Plus, if you have that, they just loaded Frozen 2 and uh, what is this uploading? Yeah, onward. Onward, yeah. And you know what? Some of the things, one of the things we're going to talk about has been the most watched and most popular thing on Netflix in a while. Uh, we decided to add it to the show. We didn't say anything about it prior, but we added Tiger King to our watch list. And we're going to talk f- about that later in this episode. Yeah, I figure, you know, everyone's seen it at this point, And if you haven't, you've heard about it. <laughs> and if not, you know, you've been really deep in your house. You can come out a little bit. 
Uh, actually, uh, I heard a story the other day about a guy who uh, he was so he felt so cooped up that he was walking his dog like five times a day. And when a cop drove past him, he could see a visibly like exhausted dog, and he was just like, "Go home, yeah, just chill out, dude." Um, but um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, what's up? Yeah, well, before we get into that, I just wanted to say uh, we got a lot of feedback about our oh Wake yeah up right. show, the Fat Man and the Pirate. We've been getting a <laughs> lot of feedback about that in just twenty four hours. Oh man, that's I'm I'm so happy to hear that, dude. I've had I've had people who are in my friends list, but we've never actually spoken to each other before. Just message me. Um, shout out to Sean Love for one. Uh, message me out of the blues like this is one of the funniest things I've heard in forever. This is awesome. I was listening to it while I was working and my dad was listening along too. And we were both laughing our asses off. So <laughs> hearing things like that makes me very happy, you know, and people that I know who don't actively listen to our show have messaged me and said, wow, that was funny as hell. Here's the thing. That was all improv. We had a very loose basis. We knew the idea that we wanted to have a radio call in show fat man and the pirate. We had three guests lined up, and I went with three people that I knew who were talented and can do improv that I felt, and they uh, all three agreed immediately. Two of them had questions in mind, and they kind of varied them up a little, and that's it. Everything was off the cuff, and we did it all in like a 40-minute call and condensed it down to 23-odd minutes. Uh, That was a lot of fun to do. If you haven't listened to it, Please go listen to it. Let us know what you think. We had a blast doing it, and huge thanks to Chandra, Dakota, and Tyler for helping us out with that. It was it was, so- it, was it was honestly so much fun, and it's 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 genuinely funny that there's a part of me that just kind of wants to do that every couple months, just to do a, a skit of some kind, like not just April Fools, but. I mean, it was just I, that's that that's that's how I feel about it. I'm not saying that we're going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, because like I, I, I think I've expressed like I used to uh, do um, lights and sound of PA work for for a sketch comedy troupe a long time ago. My brothers specifically, mm-hmm. and due to the fact that you know both of his comedy troops I've worked with and and I've been in you know improv classes and stuff like that. Um, whenever I meet people who haven't. But they're good at just, you know, off the cuff shit like that. I'm just like, God, that's a fucking natural talent that I just don't obse- ob- ob- obtain. Um, yeah. And man, that's why now you see why I asked the ones that I did. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, thankfully for my stuff, like there was a, there's a couple moments in the, in the, like if I just let you and, um, oh, what's his name? The guy who played Goner Malegis. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. If I just let you and Tyler go back and forth, it would have been a fucking two-hour conversation with you guys as pirates. Um, that's why you'll hear me and the thing just come on in. I'm just like, hey, so I just got back from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was a great it was a great way to button it up, and then you know, of course, turn it into the whole you're having a go, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was very good. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing that I learned about improv a long time ago is that 
there's there's two rules. There's two major rules it's that if you can tell that something's going on a little too long, butt in there and try to try to uh, move it forward. Mm-hmm. That's a problem with a lot of improvers too, is that they'll just want a sketch to go on, or not a sketch, but a bit to go on for too long. Um, because well, they're performing. It's fun. They're playing characters. Uh, but an uh, <laughs> I can tell you right now, and I've seen it before. An audience is just like, uh huh. Let's go. Move it on. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> so that's why I was like, ah, brr. I, dude, I have to say, my fucking uh, back and forth with, um, I cannot remember your friend's names, uh, Cheryl. Oh, Chandra. 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 My back and forth with her was as easily like one of my favorite things. It's oh, so fucking that. funny. I love that because she was just being so re- reviled, repulsed by your suggestion of what she do and and the advice you're giving her. And she's like, I don't think it works like that. And he's like, yeah, well, one of us is on the radio. I'm on the radio. You're not. <laughs> and she's like, well, I am too right now. I'm like, well, at our discretion. <laughs> I had my mom listen to it last night and, uh, Every time, every time I burped, she's like, are you done doing that? And I was like, no, not by a fucking long shot. She's like, oh, my God, I'm, I could count how many times you burped. I was like, that's the point. And I cut out several, the weak ones. I kept the strong, robust ones in there. Yeah, I was trying to get robust ones the whole time, but that's, you know, easier said than done. I drank like three and a half Mountain Dews during that whole set. Oh, my God. Just, just to get those. I'm like, oh, I'm... <laughs> I was wide the fuck awake after we recorded. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, guys, go listen to that if you haven't. It's it is it is a it's it's arguably much 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 better than the first two April Fool's bits we did. Oh yeah. Um, I had I, we, yeah. It was really, it, really fun. Loads of fun. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into the three things we're going to talk about. Well, we're going to start with the one that I think uh, will be an interesting conversation between Josh and I here. Um, possibly the most divisive of the three things. Possibly. But, well, we'll see. Uh, we're going to talk about Beastars first, um, which is a, a new anime on uh, Netflix that the reason I chose it or the reason I said that we should watch it is that there was a lot of discussion on um, – Facebook and okay. Okay, start over. The uh, reason so the, we chose it. Oh, the reason that I, I I chose it for us to watch was because there was a shit ton of discussion on Twitter and and Facebook prior to it coming out, and I didn't understand why exactly. I was just kind of like, oh, well, like I wonder, like is it is it an important one? And I looked up the like the manga, and it was a pretty popular manga in japan and i was like I, you know let's let's give it a shot i feel like it's going to be popular enough for us to talk about it um and uh as i was sitting there watching it i just kept thinking like josh is going to very much dislike this <laughs> so when i text him uh we didn't go to specific details because there's conversation that we need to have but when i text him like uh about watching B stars or something. Uh, I, I had like almost finished it. I was like close to the ending and Josh was like, so I fucking hate this show. And I laughed cause I, I saw it coming 
But then I was like, how far are you into it? He's like, seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Jesus Christ, will you give anything a chance? <laughs> he kind of did you... the same shit with uh, fucking lock and key, so... Well, yeah, and that was his argument. Is like, you know, you said that same thing about lock and key, but you ended up locking it better out of the two of us. It's like, this is true. And the lock and key was the only fucking anomaly. <laughs> oh, my God, I hated this piece of fucking shit so much. <laughs> How I felt in those first seven minutes, I never stopped feeling that way at the end. So oh. why exactly? Because because here's my thing: the the show to me is not bad. It's just what it is is not something that I would normally want to watch. Um, and I mean that, and I don't mean that in the furry aspect because Jesus Christ, it's it's very much a furry type of thing. Um, uh-huh. the thing that I, it's not my cup of tea is is the plot essentially, which is uh high schooler kind of drama sort of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, here's a quick synopsis. It's a private high school populated by anthropomorphic animals. And the center of the show is a humble wolf who has anxiety and he's investigating a classmate's sudden murder while contending with his bewildering feelings for a kindly dwarf rabbit. Um, yeah. So to expand upon that, it's high school drama, which is is not my thing. It's classism. Um, right. It's which also... Is, which was my favorite aspect of the show entirely. Speciesism, carnivores versus herbivores, um, you know, and then forbidden romance. Uh, you know, how could a wolf and a rabbit ever coexist and love each other and this and that? Oh, God. It was a combination of all that shit. It was just like a big old heaping spoonful of fuck no. So my question, and I kind of mentioned it to you, I was, I was asking about, uh, I wanted you to watch it in case you hadn't. Uh, Zootopia. Have you seen Zootopia? I have not. And if it's anything like this, I will not. Not necessarily. I think the plot to Zootopia is way more entertaining. Um, the, the generic plot to Zootopia, if you haven't seen it, so fucking spoilers alert because the movie's fucking like four years old at this point. Um, Judy Hopps is a, is, a, is a rabbit who's come into the new town, the city, uh, to become a, uh, a police officer. Uh, the first thing that she is coming across is uh, a murder, essentially. Like the, there was a carnivore that ate a herbivore. Um, but this is a crime that's not you that that's very, very, very uncommon. To the point where a lot of people, including the police station, don't believe it's real. Um, now I don't think it was eating. I think it was just like bitten or scratched or something like that because it's a Disney movie. Um, she runs into somebody who's kind of a con man. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's voiced by uh, Jason. Sudeikis. Is this not Sudeikis? Jason. Uh, oh my God. I can't think of his name. He was the main character or the lead on uh rest of development. Oh, Bateman. Bateman. Thank you. Jesus. It's yes. Yeah, Jason Bateman. 
Um, he's a he's a fox, which he's cunning and clever and a con man fox. A little too on the nose, but whatever. Um, so the thing that Judy has to deal with is that she's a rabbit trying to be a police officer, a very you know hardcore job where most of the animals that are police officers are elephants and bears and rhinos and shit like that, lions. Uh, she in a sense proves herself, but is still kind of treated shitty because she's a tiny herbivore. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the film, her and her and uh, uh, Nick, that's his name, Nick figure out like what the conspiracy is and all this kind of shit. And it, it's, it's great. I fucking loved it. It's a fun little movie, but one of the big things about it that I, I always noticed was how, how much into the furry culture it really like cemented itself. And I say that in the regards of if you, if you know what I mean by furry culture, it's, it's a thing on the internet. Um, so, uh, and I will, I will never truly understand furry culture. The and best way that I'm I- not here to, I'm not here to shame anyone, uh, and, and what they're into because, I know not everybody's into things that I'm into. I'm never going to make fun of people for being into different things that, you know, I don't understand or aren't for me. It's not my place to do so. You know, if you enjoy it, fucking great. Whatever makes you happy because there's too much misery in the world. Keep being happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things my dad cracked me up about was he, um, he had understood through, cop shows and stuff on TV that furries are inherently sexual. And I said, no, they're not. That's, that's not, that's not where this came from. It's not people wanting to always fuck anthropomorphic animals. That's not what this is. No, no. What a f- what furry culture spanned from was the idea that if I can wear a full on suit where people don't know who I am at all, and I can go to these fun conventions and hang out with people while my social anxiety is at bay because I'm behind a giant suit, yeah, that's where it spawned from, and when you, when you understand that that's what people are do, uh, doing with the furry culture, um, you can kind of get like if that's where it spawned from. Oh well, of course it it you know some would turn it into sexual stuff. Yeah, um, I mean there's always going to be aspects of any type of culture or fandom where there's going to be fringe elements people are going to make it a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just go look at deviant art right, on right. any fandom and there you go. Exactly. Exactly. So <clears throat> that's why I say that the, the furry aspect, um, I think one of the things for me about B stars is that it's too much into it. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. There's two things about anime that drive me nuts. I love anime to death, but there's two things that drive me nuts. When they have, like, I love My Hero Academia. I genuinely love that show. Mm -hmm. There are a few characters in that show that, like, for example, there's a character named Momo. Her superpower is that she can generate anything from her skin. Um, At some point in the show, like, they they kind of explain where she's getting the... um, getting the material from inside her system, and it's basically, like, her body treating it like poop. It's turning her waste into an item. So it's replicating whatever elements that are in her fecal matter into 
An object, yeah. Actual objects. That's fucked up. It's well, that's that's what I love about my hero is it doesn't just sit there and be like, you have a cool power, fight villains. It's like they kind of go into detail about what like there's a character who his name is Bakugo and he fucking has explosions that come out of his hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Later they're like, you know, they they kind of explain that to the audience via through him, I think, and it's that his sweat has nitroglycerin in it, which he can ignite. Shit like that is, I fucking, that's why I love the show. Like, it kind of just does that. And yeah, that, I, that is fascinating. I um, agree. Point I'm getting at is that Momo, uh, because things come out of her skin, she wears a very, I don't want to say revealing, but it is revealing outfit. Um, she's fucking like 15 or 14 in the show. But a she's, lot of her skin is exposed, I'm sure. Yeah. So, of course, there's a lot of people that are gross about it. And, uh, it, it bugs the shit out of me. Cause I'm just like, we like, I get why she was drawn that way. I get why the character was made that way. But if you're a person watching it, stop fucking sexualizing her. Jesus Christ. She's a teenager. Like, yeah, she's fictional. I get it. I totally get it. But it is, it is, you're walking a fucking thin line at that point, you know? And Beastars does this as well. <laughs> With uh, the rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. Haru? Yeah. It, 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 like, I think it's like the first or second episode. Like, she's straight in her fucking underwear at a point. Yeah. Well, she's, like, very, she's, she's very promiscuous. And mm-hmm. she feels like she's an outcast because of her promiscuity. And she feels like in order to feel like she's in control she wants to have sex with any man she interacts with and that was the whole thing she wanted to sleep with legoshi who was the wolf and he was strangely aroused and attracted to her and he couldn't figure out why and i don't need to see a naked rabbit with you know I mean, I mean, yeah, I would, there's fur I, over her bits, but it's a very suggestive, like, she takes her underwear off. I and... wouldn't care if, they, if, if, if it was an adult character, but it's exactly. not. It's a high schooler. Yes. So, so it, and, and even though she states she's 18, you know, which is technically legal, still, it's fucking creepy. <laughs> I did say a funny joke online that was like, it was... Uh, it was like I wanna, I wanna. Uh, some somebody was like, I wanna fuck the characters on B Stars, but I know that they're teenagers. Unless we're going by like dog ear rules. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know it was a joke. Another person wasn't serious, so I wasn't, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, th- that's my biggest issue with this show is that if it were like Zootopia, where it was adults dealing with that kind of stuff. And you saw the nudity and and the 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 uh, almost rape moments. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have as big of a problem with it. But it's fucking high schoolers, man. Like, even if it was like honestly, if it was another show with high schoolers and it was just as graphic, I'd have just as much of a problem. Like, I'm not talking about like the anthropomorphic animals. I'm talking about just if they were human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. I think that's why I had a very difficult time with it is because it's dealing with school age kids. 
15, 16, 17 years old. One 18 year old, but most of the rest are all under 18. Well, I think uh, also, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but I think also in, in that regard, like, it's not, it's weird because I don't think the plot is bad. I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think the the problem I have is that it's, it's this classic thing of, of, uh, you have to show certain things in order to get a point, point across kind of attitude. And yeah. I don't think you do. I don't think you had to show like that. La- that I think this is a second to last episode when it was like way too much of, of uh, Haru naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it wasn't necessary. I get it. She is in a shitty situation where she's going to be raped and eaten. I yep. get it. I don't yep. need to see that. It's not necessary. Like it's just, and I think, I think my other issue is that like, it's not because I like it's, oh, I'm going to find it attractive or I'm worried that I'm going to find it attractive. I just, A, don't want to see it. And B, um, I know there are people out there that are going to get, like, get off to it way too much. And that Uh bugs the shit out of me. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) I don't know. It's, it's It's a weird concept to talk about because there are multiple aspects of the show that you could like or dislike completely divorced from everything else. The problem is there's so many different things going on rolled into one that I couldn't enjoy any of it and didn't enjoy any of it. I didn't enjoy a single minute of it. It's beautifully animated. Yeah. It's beautifully animated. I'm not going to deny that at all. <clears throat> That's about it. It's the only good thing about it. I just, it, it, to me, you know, I didn't enjoy the plot combined with the classism and speciesism and then the, um, you know. See, I like that part. Like that, that I would have watched a whole anime about adult anthropomorphic animals on this, on the classism thing. Because, you know. Herbivore. I mean, the, the, like the black market for carnivores in society that was the most interesting thing about it. Like, well, this is why murders don't happen because we've got a black market for herbivores that, you know, we feast upon. I guess, I guess I will say this, Josh, the best way that I can possibly describe to our audience who may be looking into this to watch it. I don't know if you are. Um, imagine a CW show on HBO. Oh God. Yeah, an R-rated CW show with animals. That's the best way I can put it. Like, that's the plot. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's that's, not. And that's that's why I say, like, I don't think it's bad. I just don't like it. Because the plots for some of the shows on CW aren't inherently bad. I just think they're executed really poorly, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something about this show that also drives me fucking nuts. The the absolute overacting. Holy God. Yeah. Like, I get that kind of goes hand in hand with anime a little bit. but And there's a shit nice. ton of inner monologuing that a lot of times, if you're not paying super close attention, you're not going to realize that was inner monologuing. 
And <laughs> because their mouths barely move in certain scenes anyway, when they're not in our monologuing, and then a character responds to what they said, you're like, well, shit, they said that so softly, I thought that was inside their head, but no. It's... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a playing, I'm, I'm not I was a fan. playing a lot of Animal Crossing when I was watching it, so there's that too. Uh, oh. No, I, 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 that's, that's it, the thing. It's, that's, it's crazy. It's like, I'm not a fan either. Like, the end of the show is like, we're coming back for season two, and I was like, I ain't watching it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> fuck you, because I don't care. Yeah, it's 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 just, it's so, it's weirdly a bit rough to watch. And it's, I say weirdly because it didn't need to be weirdly rough. No, no, but it's just a step above Devil Man Cry Baby Bad. That's how bad I it don't, is to me. I don't agree with that at all, because the plot in this is coherent, and the animation is better. That's the only reason why it's a step above Devil Man Cry Baby. I have seen way worse than this anime. I can promise you that. But that's the thing. Couple... I only want to watch good anime. <laughs> well, that's the thing about anime. It is as fucking like uh, 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 our daytime TV, not daytime, I'm sorry, our uh, primetime TV shows, how we have just a metric fuck ton of them, or like now with streaming and whatnot, like it's the same thing. In Japan, they treat anime like we do that. So that's yeah. why there's a fuck ton of anime. And the thing you get with a fuck ton of anything is a lot you're of it's going to get awful. a lot of, you're going to get a lot of bad with the good. So, but that's the thing I get why people would really like this. If you're into high school drama shit, if you're into furry stuff, you're going to love this show. But for me, it's just too much. It's just too much, but uh, let's give our final thoughts in a grace. So we can move on. I'll you, give it a, I, I, I'm torn. I don't know if it's an F or if it's a D minus. Just know that I fucking hate it and it's bad and I don't recommend it unless you like those things that Greg mentioned. <laughs> Beautifully animated, but also you're going to see some creepily animated things, so there's that. Yeah. It's not ugh, don't waste your time. I'm giving it a C. Just it's so it's just so middle like cuz there's so, there's there's stuff that's really good about it and there's stuff that's really fucking bad about it. Like I didn't hate it nearly as much as Josh did. Um, I think that given a different plot or like a slightly like less, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you could have told a similar story with adult characters and it would have been just as fine. Like Josh said, the black, the, 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 the carnivore black market and um, shit like that is really fucking cool for a story like this. The, the quote unquote furry aspect doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um, it, uh, again, if you haven't seen, um, uh, Zootopia, I highly recommend it. It's a very good movie. Now, granted the, the animals in Zootopia aren't as anthropomorphic as they are in Beastars. In Beastars, they have like full on humanoid bodies, whereas mm -hmm. in Zootopia, they still have animal bodies that are just upright. Yeah. Like in, uh, like the deer, Louis, he, uh, he had human-esque hands instead of having hooves for fucking hands. Right, right. Um, as far as I can see in Zootopia, they have hooves. They don't have hands. Yeah, that's that's just weird. Well, it's, it's, it's a kid's movie also. No, um, no, I'm talking about human hands, but yet their feet would still be like cloven hooves or 
Well, even that doesn't know. that doesn't bother. Like I don't. That doesn't. That's just a, 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 a artistic angle. That's all that is to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's an odd design choice. Let's say. Sure, I, I get why I get why you're saying it. I'm I'm pointing out that it's it's not what bothers me. Um, but I do get. That's that's what's so weird about this show is I get why people would like it and I get why people would dislike it because I'm like right in the fucking middle of that, you know. So I don't I don't think it's for our audience. No. <laughs> and, it, and if it is, let us know in the comments. Let us know what you think. <laughs> let, let Josh know why he's so wrong. I'm never but, uh, wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Yeah, that was that was a trip. That was a I'm glad we watched it and reviewed it though, because I wanted to check it out anyway. Because that opening, their opening is the best fucking thing about that show to me. The music going into that is so good. I love the opening music and the the stop motion animation. I fucking mm. love stop motion to death. Like that opening bit is is just that's perfection to me. I skipped the opening. Sorry. To You're be the, fair, I wanted I wanted to be done with it as soon as physically possible, so I skipped the <laughs> opening and the closing credits every time. Even on the first episode? First episode didn't show it. Oh, that's right. So you never actually saw it then? No, but I'm not going to go back just to watch the opening either. You can just watch it on fucking YouTube. No, I'd rather not put that into my algorithm. You're the worst. I really am. Um, uh, let's, let's move on to something that maybe we're a little more seeing out of eye on and that's, uh, (laughs) altered carbon re-sleeved an original anime set in the altered carbon universe. Now, originally I thought this wasn't going to have any ties to Takeshi Kovach, but I was wrong. Uh, it does deal with Takeshi Kovach and this actually takes place one year after the first season of Altered Carbon. Um, it's set on the planet Latimer. Rewind. It's set on the planet Latimer, and Takeshi Kovach has been uh, needle cast into a combat-enhanced sleeve, and he has been hired to protect a tattoo artist while investigating the death of a Yakuza boss alongside a no-nonsense SeaTac operative named Gina. That's the basic premise. Now, this is an hour and about it's 20 really, minutes. It's, it's not very long. digestible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's an hour and 14, 114 minutes or an hour and 14. Yeah, hour and 14 minutes. That's what it was. So, And that's with closing credits. Uh, so, you know, look about an hour and nine minutes, roughly, uh, very, uh, like techno background with cell shaded characters over top. There's some really cool, like background visuals in the show. Um, Mm -hmm. like the opening bit when the girl's running from the two guys, like the way the city looks in that, in that cyberpunky style. Like I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about all I liked about this show, about this movie. It, it wasn't great. It was very middle of the road. It was very boring. It was... The only thing is, you know, you know that it's where it's set a year after the first season. 
the SeaTech operative is his sister Raylene somehow. So I think it was because her stack was destroyed in the first season. So this must be a backed up conscious of her that SeaTech had stored similar to in season two of Altered Carbon where uh, they brought in the younger backed up co copy of Takeshi Kovach. So that's what I'm thinking. They didn't specify, but it almost have to be. Yeah, I think it's all at the very end of season two um, in that regard. I don't know, man. Like I, I this whole thing, I, I just, I found it so boring and, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's like to me, completely inconsequential to the, to the plot of the show. I agree. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's bonus material, I guess, but it wasn't great. And the, I didn't think the animation Yakuza, was good either. The, no, I wasn't thrilled about the animation style. Uh, the, the Yakuza boss, they have like this honor code and the tattooist, when she does the tattoos, there is something mixed in with the ink that can be activated and it instantly pretty much kills the Yakuza boss and the next boss succeeds him. But it turns out it's been the original boss all along. Spoiler alert. He just, you know, uh, takes the, wipes the mind of the stack and transfers his consciousness over. And then once his old shell get destroyed and he inherits a new body. Uh, yeah, that was predictable as fuck. Yeah, it was. That, that was also my biggest issue is that like every fucking plot point I saw coming a mile away. Yep. Is including Raylene. Like I was like, oh, that's his sister. Like yep. very early on. Like the second that it was him that it was that was Tack, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I was reading an article when this was first announced. It was supposed to be separated and divorced from the character, and I was hoping that it was, and I was disappointed that it wasn't. I, I ditto, hundred percent ditto. Like I was Especially I think, I think, so fresh off the heels of season two, which was not as good as season one. There's that, but also I think that you know, as we as we talked about, there's this is a this is a franchise that has so much potential to go away from Takashi, uh, Jesus Christ, um, that to not take that opportunity with the with this animated short is beyond me. I remember yeah. when when Matrix came out and they did the Animatrix, and it was a bunch of shorts that were almost entirely divorced from Neo and that whole group. Yep. That was great. Oh man, I fucking love that. Or the video game Enter the Matrix. Yes. Like it doesn't always have to be about the main character. And I feel like people like Altered Carbon enough to where they're invested in the world to where you can really fucking stretch those legs. Yep. And like, then like, yes, you just a, didn't get enough leg stretching. There's a goddamn and... tabletop RPG for Altered Carbon. Like Utilize some of that shit, I guess. I don't fucking know. It's so weird to me. I was like, oh, this is disappointing. And yeah. I don't want to be disappointed by Altered Carbon stuff, because the, the fucking world they've created is so good. Exactly. But this just wasn't a good follow-up. It wasn't a good entry to me. Um, 
I don't have much more to say about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. It's 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 just disappointing. So I guess we'll give final thoughts and a grade. I'll go first here. Um, it's honestly a C minus. Yeah, that's the exact same grade I was going to give it C minus. Yeah, there's just there's just not a whole lot of meat on its bones. And then when when you do get to the meat, the animation is stiff in my opinion, because it's all CGI, but it's like very happily or happily very haphazardly constructed CGI to where, you know, that they built it or they did, they animated it in a very short amount of time with, uh, mm-hmm. with either already used assets or, or assets that were built by somebody else and then given to somebody else to make. Um, I think a good anime for this show needs to be 2d like hand-drawn. I agree. Uh, but uh, we'll see if Netflix ever puts the money in to do that. Uh, any other thoughts on the C minus? You you can skip it. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, rewatch season one if you need more altered carbon in your life. Rewatch season one. Yeah, for real, for fucking real. Well, why don't we move on to the best thing that we watched this week? And uh, it has a lot of meat on its bones. Let me tell you. <laughs> <clears throat> Holy hey. shit. Hey, cool cats and kittens. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you've not watched Tiger King or at least know what we're talking about, where the fuck you been? No shit. The memes that we have gotten out of this show are arguably as good as the fucking show. And uh, I'm not one. Funnier. They're funnier than the show because I didn't laugh that much during the show. <laughs> There were certain things in the show that made me laugh, yeah, but dude, this is like the worst train wreck in the best way possible. I'm gonna normally I hate reality television, but this holy fucking shit. I'm gonna send you a picture that I got last night. And if this doesn't encapsulate what this show is, I don't know what does. Uh, but somebody online posted a picture that is basically this show is white trash Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I saw that last night, actually. <laughs> I saw that very same one last night. It's so fucking perfect. <laughs> I saw I saw one this morning. Somebody that lives in some of the counties around here just started uh, started associating like small town names to each character. And I'm like, that's eerily accurate. Uh, the best way that I think we can describe it, if, if we're going to give it a synopsis, which it's really kind of hard to do that, um, is it's about a guy named Joe Exotic who has a tiger zoo sanctuary in uh, Oklahoma. Well, I mean... It focuses on the small but deeply interconnected society of big cat cons- conservationists yeah. like Carol Baskin, owner of Big Cat Rescue, and collectors such as Joe Exotic, who Baskin accuses of abusing and exploiting wild animals. I believe it. And then Doc Antle, um, who basically he appears to be the go-to guy when Hollywood needs fucking animals. They, it appears like they go to him. Well, that's the thing is that that's that what I was, what here's the problem. I have tried to explain this show to multiple people and the best way that I can do it. That sounds decently interesting is, you know, it's about, it's, it's these people having essentially a war with one another 
um, in the strangest ways. Yeah. Um, it, it is. I, it's so fucking bizarre. I remember watching. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna check the show out. Everyone's talking about it, and uh, this is even before I watched B Stars too. Um, I think everyone watched. I think both of us watched this show before either of the other two. The other two we reviewed already. One hundred percent accurate. Because <laughs> I watched B Stars uh, Monday and Altered Carbon Resleeve Tuesday. Uh, not quite for me. I know that this last Saturday and Sunday I watched. Uh, Tiger King. I was it was early in the fucking morning. I want to say it was like 11 p.m. and I started Tiger King, and I didn't go to bed till two because <laughs> I was just like, I have to see what happens next. Because dude, th- we're gonna talk yes. spoilers on this show. We're gonna talk spoilers because I, I know that most people have probably seen the show, and if you haven't, go watch it, come back and listen because it is it, there's a lot to discuss. But at the end of at the end of episode two of seven, they go, yeah, Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> I went, wait, what? Yeah. And so did the producer, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> one one of the best things I've seen, and I'm trying to find it because I've been saving a shit ton of these. Um, what date did this come out? I do. I do like that. The new uh, the new um, thanks, Obama, like joke is uh fucking carol baskin like if something doesn't quite go right you just yeah. blame it on carol baskin yeah hold on i'm gonna look for this but it um it was it was like me explaining tiger king to my mom oh yes 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 okay if you yeah, go and find it and i'll make a point about something so one of the things that is very interesting about the show is is it it kind of shows off like a bunch of different people who were really, really into into um, tiger conservation, or at least they claim that they are. Um, and you get to see this weird side of of that world where they're just—it's very rednecky and uh, fascinating in that regard. But I think the most fascinating thing to me about it is that every every person they show—I almost say character every time because all these people are—they're oh, they are absolutely characters. they're absolutely fucking characters. Um, but every single, every single person they show, uh, is just either a batshit crazy or a villain. Like, yeah. um, Doc Antle in no way, shape or form. Do I think he's a good guy? He nope. gets, uh, he, he could have his own documentary in this style and it would be just as fucking entertaining. But the, the, the amount of, of attention they put on Doc Antle and Carol Baskin and other characters is minimal because there's so fucking much when it comes to Joe Exotic. So goddamn much. Literally, like, episode one, introduction. Episode two, Doc Antle. Episode three, Carol Baskin. Episode four, five, six, and seven, all about Joe Exotic. With a little bit of Jeff Lowe and Tim Strong sprinkled in. Tim Strong is the only one that I didn't dislike. I don't remember who Tim Strong is. He is the one guy who always had the little monkey hanging on him and was going to help Jeff re- uh, open up the zoo in a new location and just said, fuck this shit. He's using me for my money and all the construction. I'll just go back to my own. He actually has his own private zoo and conservation thing. Uh, he's just not as scummy about it as all these other people are. Well, as as, as far as we know, 
yeah. don't trust a, I don't trust a tiger conservationist slash tiger zoo owner as far as I can throw any of them. Like that's the thing is the first fucking thing you hear in the show in the first I want to say five minutes is um, I've worked with a lot of people who own exotic animals or have zoos for exotic pets, but the tiger people they're the craziest one. Like and and I get why he said that. Like. Doc Antle, Joe Exotic, and Carol Baskin are not in any way, shape, or form the same type of person. No. But one thing they do have in common is how absolutely fucking over the top and weird they are. 100%. Like, like Doc Antle is a uh, polygamist. He is, but he's also, he's very controlling. He's a narcissist. Um, he He's uh, one of the women that I guess divorced him or got away from him or something. Basically, no, like, she wasn't. She wasn't involved with him romantically. She didn't. Well, I thought she got married with him. No, regardless. she didn't get down with him. No, I didn't. No, I'm saying I didn't. I thought that she still got. No, nope. she still became married regardless. Nope. Nope. She didn't enter into a relationship with him like that. Uh, which is probably why she still wasn't there. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. That's that's how I understood it. But she was basically describing like what he forces the women to do that are there, uh, change their name and all. Because because she did change her name. She changed she, her name, but all of the people that went to live there changed their names. From I thought it was just the regular people, names. I thought Mm-mm. it was just the people that married him. <clears throat> Dude, from what from I actually rewatched that episode yesterday. Uh, but in, from everything she was saying, she wasn't married to him. She said she loved him, but not in the way she didn't marry him. You know, that kind of I, thing. I guess I misunderstood her then. Cause that's, that's how I understood it was that she, not only did she marry him, but um, she was describing like all the shit that he would make them do. Yeah. Like working fucking 18 hour days for a hundred bucks a week, seven days a week. I'll give every single person that was shown that was given any kind of screen time in the show uh, credit in one in one aspect. How in the fresh fuck do any of these people get away with paying their people either nothing or damn near nothing and have that kind of fucking loyalty? Like it's well, I mean. Yeah, it's exactly a cult, and every one of them are trying to tell you the first thing, oh, it's not a cult. It's 100% a cult, and there's usually drugs involved, and you can gather that by the missing number of teeth. One of the fucking memes that I saw was a girl goes, uh, when um, Tiger King decided that it was going to introduce me to the fact that there was uh, meth being used, it was the least surprising thing about this show. I saw one. It was a screen cap of that one. One of Joe Exotic's husbands, Travis, the younger kind of like out there one. Yeah, like he pulls up in a go kart or a dune buggy or something, and there's a skeleton riding shotgun, and the caption says, "At this point, Tiger King didn't feel the need to explain it, and I didn't feel the need to question it." Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So uh, there's God. It's just. <sighs> Oh man, there's so much about this show. It's hard to find uh, Mario Tabreau, the guy that is rumored to have been the inspiration for the character Scarface of the movie. 
He is one of the Tiger Keepers. He was in this. He's the least crazy person, too. Like he And was he the was most... the least craziest one. He's like, look, I didn't do what I was accused of doing, but I was present for it, and I wasn't in my right frame of mind, and I've served my time now. I just want to live here with my animals. You know? I, was, I, was, I remember watching that just going, he seems like a level-headed person. Literal Scarface. <laughs> When he is the most level-headed person in the fucking theory, <laughs> that tells you something. It really fucking does. Oh, my God. There's a part in it where, um, and I remember this, uh, on John Oliver's show on HBO, he yes. showed this guy. And I didn't even think of it. I was just kind of like, oh, there's tons of people who always try to run for president. Some of them are kind of crazy. But back in 2016, <laughs> the video Joe made. Dude, he was, oh, he was on the back of a homemade parade float going through the streets of his town wearing Christmas lights, outdoor Christmas lights that were lit up. Uh, so, fucking the music videos that he does. Oh, my, oh, oh they're so shit. good. So, apparently, uh, Big Tiger Rescue and Carol Baskin are looking to either a sue Netflix or the producers of the show. Of course for they are defamation, and then apparently Doc Antle's also going to like he's he's going to make his own documentary because he doesn't feel like it was represented properly. Yeah, and I'm just well, like, okay, fine, do, do it. Any, like, anybody can edit things to make them look more desirable. Or less desirable. I'm sure I, there's a lot of shit we didn't see that maybe possibly could have painted those loons in a better lot, but I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's the crazy part about like the guys who made this also made the documentary Fire, which is about the Fire Festival, the disaster that that was. Yeah. And something that these guys are known for now is just showing things. Not yeah. showing what they want you to see, but just showing things. Exactly. I have watched enough documentaries to know when there's manipulative footage or not. And I can promise you right now, these guys did not manipulate anything. They're no. just like, they're just like, watch, just watch what happened. We'll, well just hell, interview people. Look at that. That one producer Kirkman, the one that was, what was his name? Rip Kirkman. He was the one that was, uh, that originally went to Joe exotic and he was going to do the reality show on him. And then they lost all the footage and everything. Right. Yeah. Like before he went there, he was known for being an investigative reporter that was doing a report. For, I think it was inside edition. Maybe. Like he's doing a report on the homeless and drug use and everything. And he just tries crack to see what it's like and got a fucking crack addiction because of it. <laughs> so for him, for him to actually live on Joe exotic zoo and work the zoo while filming everything that's going on. Holy shit. Yeah. There's, uh, there's so much, so much to absorb about this fucking show. And it's hard to talk about it, fucking everything in the span of the podcast that we have. It's impossible to talk about everything. It's impossible. It's, it's, it's like trying to visit every single ride at Disneyland in a day. It's just not It's not going to happen. It's like trying to visit ride every single ride in Disneyland in an hour. <laughs> Fair enough. That's the thing that, that, that's, I think that's the other aspect to me is that there's clearly more to tell. 
very clearly that they asked the they asked the the creators of it like could you do a season two and they were just like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah and and since this has come out fucking the sheriff in the county where uh carol baskin lives down there in florida they've reopened the cold cold case about the disappearance of don lewis her husband That's, that's outstanding that's outstanding. Nick, Nick, that I do MPSP theater with, he lives like ten minutes from uh, Big Cat Rescue. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, he said that crazy fucker is always in the news. He's I'm like every every three to six months, she's always in the news with something major. Well, that was a, that was the thing was like in the very beginning, they were almost painting her before like her episode three situation. They were almost painting her as this like she was level headed conservationist. Yeah. And I was kind of like, interesting, but they haven't shown or talked about her like re-releasing the animals into the wild once they rehabilitate. They're not showing any rehabilitation centers for the tigers that she that she takes. That's the thing. To my knowledge, when you have a big cat in captivity for any extended period of time, you can't reacclimate it to the wild because it loses so many of its survival instincts. It's guaranteed to die if you release it into the wild. So you don't have a choice but to keep it in captivity. Now, I could be mistaken. I'm no wildlife expert, but I've sworn I've read things that allude to that before. Um, Uh, It's it's possible, but from what I understand, like that's like, there are bigger reservations for those animals. So like, yeah, there are reservations and like more in their natural habitats too. But there was two Uh, aspects. There was, there was two aspects to what she had. They did a flyover of her location. I still didn't see a rehabilitation center. Usually these places that do this have a giant enclosed space with a roof where they, help the animal recover from whatever injuries it had. They, they teach yeah. it and train it to get with back an to the point where can... With an on-site veterinarian or team of veterinarians and never saw like that. that. Never, never saw, saw that. that. Ever. And I don't think it exists. I just straight up don't think it exists. Like, um, Yeah, that's what that one dude, the double amputee that worked for Joe, he's like, how is she accredited and gets perfect fucking FDA ratings and we can even get a visit? Yeah, because she's got money and she's greasing pockets. I guarantee you that's how that works. Yeah, there's so man. Yeah, it's that bitch Carol Baskin. That's become my favorite thing to say when something goes wrong, or if I knock something over, or drop something, or trip over something. I'll be like that bitch Carol Baskin. That's what I was saying earlier. It's become my new. It's become the new like. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the memes, like, you know how when there's natural disasters, people will put marks, say, from hurricane such and such or tornado such and such. There's one now, and I had to redo it. I was like, marks safe from that bitch Carol Baskin today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I saw one of somebody had Photoshopped Joe Exotic's head onto a contestant on Wheel of Fortune, and it says, I'd like to solve the puzzle, and it's that bitch Carol yeah. Baskin with just a couple of fucking letters missing. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. There's so many good ones. So many of these yeah. fucking oh, yeah. memes are so good. 
they're as good as the show. And if you've watched the show, it just makes them that much funnier. So there are two. I want to read both of them. I'm going to read both of them regardless. Uh, but there are two different, entirely fucking different um, Stefan memes. If you remember yes. from SNL, if you remember from SNL, there was a character. I that, loved uh, that character, by the way. So did I. So did I. Um, uh, I can't remember the guy who plays him. Drawing, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Bill Hader, man. Bill Hader. Thank you, Jesus. Love so Bill, Bill Hader. Um, Bill Hader played a character. I remember the character's name, but not his name for some reason. Uh, Bill Hader played a, played a character named Stefan. That the the whole bit was he is a um, somewhat introverted uh, uh, club goer who reviews new clubs in New York. But they're the most obtuse things you could possibly think of because the way that they would do it is the writer essentially would uh, change cue cards like right before like the show started. So Bill yeah. would have no fucking idea what the cue cards were going to say. So during the bit, he's trying to keep it together and hold it, hold him laughter, and he, which yeah. made it so much better. Oh, I love that shit. Uh, but there are two entirely different Stefan things that I saw that work for the show. Uh, so I'm going to read both of them. Tiger King has everything. Tigers, mm. lions, murder, a gay redneck thropple, a one-armed lesbian, alligator arson, mullets, pizza made from expired Walmart meat, a zoo-based sex cult, a crazy cat lady, and country songs about tigers and gay love. That's the first yep. one. Yep. That's, that's just the fucking first one. Yeah. The second one... <laughs> Is Tiger King has everything: polygamy, meth, tigers, murder, Shaquille O'Neal, a sex cult, amputation, sex, elephant riding, country music, Scarface, presidential candidates, a hitman, John Oliver, explosions, a fat guy with a bowl cut riding a jet ski, and a septic tank. Also, one hundred percent true. <laughs> How fucking nuts is that? That an eight-episode documentary could spawn two of those that are Seven. so. <laughs> Seven episodes. It's only seven episodes. Did I, did I say? I thought I said eight, seven. Eight. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, you can watch this in under seven hours. I mean, in less than a normal work shift, you can watch this show in its entirety, and your mind just be blown. I saw this one this morning. You know, considering that most of the schools nationwide, if not all, are now you know homeschooling for the time being. Uh, me teaching math to my kid during quarantine. If Joe Exotic's in jail for 22 years and Doc Antle has three wives, how many gallons of sardine oil did Carol Baskin pour over her husband before she fed him to the Tigers? <laughs> oh, man. I was trying to describe the show. Hey, this, one, this one, this one. The blue whale anus can stretch up to a meter, making it the second largest asshole next to that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> Oh my god! One of my one of the moments that made me laugh the fucking hardest was there's a there's footage of um so one of the, one of the, one of his one of his husbands was kind of crazy and always high on meth and if you remember <laughs> he shot himself in the head um, yeah so at his funeral <laughs> the, oh my the, god the guy's family is sitting in the front row Joe walks up there and starts talking about him in the most like inappropriate ways including but not fucking limited to talking about when he put his balls on his face while he'd sleep or something he's like i was just sitting there laying and the next thing you know he just came up and put his balls right over my eyes 
Oh my god. So there's that meme of two fucking pit bulls and the one's like standing over top of the other and it's nuts are on its eyes and they put Travis and then Joe Exotic down at the bottom. Uh so fucking funny. Good lord, man. I like I cannot recommend <laughs> You just saw that picture I sent you, I think. Completely unrelated, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait. Here's a good one. This was uh, with Jeff Lowe. I also saw one. All right. There you go. If the phrase jujitsu nope. wouldn't work on me, if I were, uh, if, if yeah. the phrase jujitsu wouldn't work on me, were a person. Yeah. I think I saw one that was Jeff Lowe. I think I have another one on my phone of, of that guy. I saw, I saw one of him that uh, also said, if you've ever met someone in your life named Kyle, this is their dad. <laughs> I've not seen that one. That's great. Yeah. Where did I saw saw another one that was of him, but it had the same idea of a joke. It was like if if blah 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 were a person. Dude, I I, I cannot find it. Oh, that one I saw that about absolutely killed me is a picture of Joe Exotic in one of his fucking shiny shirts standing in front of a Star Spangled Banner, great, uh, being flanked on either side by tigers and eagles, and it said, "This is the genie that pops out when you rub a bottle of Mountain Dew." Yeah, (laughs) just send me that one. That one, and then a picture of him and the tiger, and it's like if a Lisa Frank notebook were a person. (laughs) So I, f- I found it. It says, if gas station erection pills were a person. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I saw one of my favorites was a uh, mock-up of a uh, Grand Theft Auto thing. It's just mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, Oklahoma, and it's just a picture. But <laughs> it's just animated pictures of all of them on the cover. <sighs> and, and the one dude in the jet ski. Genuinely, guys, I, I I know that Josh and I I don't know what rate what, what grade we're going to give this documentary, but um, we should wrap this up because I do I do need to get to work here soon. Um, uh, oh. but this is this is one of the greatest distractions I've had since the outbreak. If you need a distraction during this quarantine, this is the best seven hours you could spend, and the worst seven hours you could spend at the exact same time. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Th- this show is the equivalent of, uh, you know, a, a giant piece of cake. You know, it's not good for you. You know, you probably shouldn't eat it, but goddamn, is it delicious, and you're going to enjoy it. Um, I would. Mean, I would. Maybe not cake for you, but I, well, I don't eat cake. I would equate it to a Walmart. A cool food piece truck of pizza? pizza. I would equate it to a Walmart food truck pizza. I... Walmart meat truck. I mean. Hey, the well, stuff's like still in date. Because, you know, like, a lot of that meat, it's just shit that was left at the register or in the store that couldn't go back in the cold case. It's still good, technically. <laughs> uh, the reason I was going with cake is because it's there's nothing of substance in this documentary. It is all drama and bullshit and, and silliness. And oh, it's, it's absolutely there. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. The, the one thing I learned, the one thing I learned is that tiger cubs cost two grand. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, damn, I could have had a tiger. I was gonna say the one thing that I'd learned was uh, that bitch, Carol Baskin. (laughs) That bitch, Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. Uh, Here's one of my favorite memes. 
It's a it's a tweet. Disney Plus releases Frozen Two Netflix. It's pictured Joe Baskin. Guess what, motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) I I say Joe Baskin. I I meant Joe Exotic. I know. Uh, I don't know what's. I don't know what's more of my favorite. Entering like a group call with like, "What's up, you cool cats and kittens?" Or guess what, motherfucker? (laughs) I like the guess what, motherfucker. But, oh man! Oh, here, here's a great tweet. Netflix. How bored are you? Me, so goddamn bored. How familiar are you with the world of tiger owners? Not at all. Why would I buckle up, fuck stick? You're in for the ride of your life. <laughs> that's how you can. That's uh, that's this show in a nutshell, right there. Uh huh. Yep. It is. It, it came out at the perfect time. Good gravy! It's like it's it's between, the equivalent to me. between Tiger King and Animal Crossing. Uh, the be- the past two weeks have been just the best quarantined weeks of my life. <laughs> hey Netflix, April's April's here. Let's let's go. Let's give us something good. Jesus Christ. Okay, we got to wrap this up. Uh, uh, let's go with grades. Um, what what what? Grade Dude, I'm, I'm 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 giving this an A fucking plus. <laughs> I mean, it's the perfect distraction. It's the perfect time waster. It's the perfect train wreck you can't turn away from. And it's given just the best means as a gift from this show. And these people are not to be idolized. They're not, they're vile, disgusting, despicable people for the most part. Not a single one of the <clears throat> good people. A um, couple of the workers were seem to be like level-headed fine people you know like some of the people like joe would go to find these people that were down on their luck you know recent convict releases or homeless you know he'd put them up give them a shitty place to stay and give them a shitty job to do but got them on their feet you know i mean that's somewhat admirable i guess there's a few Um, things in the show that are that make these people not look terrible yeah. Um, none of them are really <clears throat> hurting the, the tigers. And I no. use quotation fingers because taking, you know, newborn pups away from their mother is not good in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was the one thing they found like five buried tigers on Joe's property, but he said it like, look, these are large animals. And when they get sick and have to be euthanized, there's only two ways to do it because they're so big. And those injections cost a lot of money and bullets are cheap. You know, Um, uh, that's, that's a shitty thing, but it's also sometimes animals do have to be euthanized. I'm not defending it, but I understand his explanation. Oh, but, and that's the thing is I'm pretty fucking sure, uh, based on the information given in this documentary that Doc Antle, like just gets rid of uh, unusable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I don't, here's the thing. I, it is a really well constructed documentary. If I was going to give it a grade on its on its on its ability to be a good documentary, A plus. But <laughs> the people in it are so fucking shit that there's a part of me that's like, if this was a show, if this was an actual drama that you know I would try to enjoy, I would hate every fucking person in it. I feel like. Oh, absolutely. So like it's yeah I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A I I think that there's I don't know man like I kind of want to watch it again with my folks <laughs> just to see what they think because I've tried to explain it to them and they're just like wait what I'm like yeah I know just watch it <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's just <laughs> oh man oh all right all right guys here, here, here here's one for you oh so you're straight let me ask you something which do you prefer sonic which i'm sorry when you go to sonic which do you prefer it's joe exotic looking very confused at uh a regular corn, a regular. What is that? Just regular. That's a regular. Dog. That's a regular hot dog, and then a footlong hot dog. Okay, they're both chili dogs. They're just footlongs. Got it. Or one's regular, well, one's footlong. They're they're hot dogs with chili and cheese. That would make them chili dogs. No, a chili dog does not have a wiener. That makes them a coney dog. The fucking hell are you talking about? Depends on the region, man. Here, a chili dog is just a chili on the bun. It does not have a wiener. That's it's that, regional. What the fuck? It's a regional thing. Don't blame me. I don't make the fucking rules. I just work here. I am. That is that is unfucking believable to me because I have never. I I've learned that there's a lot of quick little differences between East and West Coast. I I get that. But Absolutely, that's one I've never fucking heard of. I've well, heard the hot dogs, heard... Most hot dogs with chili on them are referred to on the East Coast as Coney dogs and not chili dogs because a chili dog means there's no wiener. I've never heard that, Josh. I've never I've heard, I've heard a Coney dog has a uh, a Coney dog is a very specific type of chili dog, whereas a chili dog is just a chili dog. Like if you look up anything that has to do with Sonic the Hedgehog, his favorite food is chili dogs, and then every picture yeah. of him with a chili dog is with the wiener in there. Yeah, but they draw it wrong. I don't I don't believe you. You cannot believe me, but if you come here and ask for a chili dog, you're not getting a fucking wiener on it. That's the weirdest shit. Why the fuck would I order a chili dog then? Why is the word dog in there? That's a long Dude. chili sandwich. <laughs> I mean, semantics, but that's just the way it is. I'm gonna. This is something that we need to put on Facebook just to see where people lie on it. And don't don't put any precursor. Just post it as is. Like, what is a chili dog? And then maybe make a choice. I don't fucking know. Like, don't put any precursor. Don't, don't nothing. Just say that and see where it lies. I've never heard that. I've heard people argue who live near Coney Island say that a, a, a Coney dog is, or a Coney chili dog or whatever is, is different than a regular chili dog. I've heard that a hundred fucking times. <coughs> I've never heard that a chili dog has no hot dog. Yeah. Never in my life have I heard that. You have today. And I, I believe you have information wrong. Sir, so there's that, dude. I I grew up among rednecks. I may have my information wrong, but that's what all of them have called it all my fucking life. I can't be blamed for learning by example when that's you know it's a regional I say, thing. I didn't say you could be blamed. I'm just pointing out that I think it's an actual thing. That's all. Well, it's an actual thing, dude. I swear. I'm fucking. <clears throat> I'm I'm flabbergasted. We'll enjoy that little piece of conversation at the end of this podcast, guys. Uh, by the way, speaking of podcasts, uh, just so everyone knows, um, the next three episodes of this show are going to be uninhibited. Uh, next week is a, is a regular uninhibited, but the week after that will be our 100th episode. So we're just going to make that an uninhibited. 
uh, uninhibited. Um, and then the following week after that will be another uninhibited. So basically through the whole, almost through the whole month of, of April. We're we'll just taking the views off <laughs> for yeah, the month. Yeah, for the month. I was thinking about just making every episode that comes out this month a fucking uninhibited, but we'll Well, we had already watched these and, you know. But, yeah. Um, Really excited Uh, about episode 100 comes out on my birthday and just three days before Greg's. Yep. I like how the both of us have, like, really close fucking birthdays. Uh, and Misty, Misty's birthday is just five days after mine, and Madison's is just, you know, a couple weeks later. Yeah. So, which is awesome. We're all close, clustered together. <laughs> the only birthday in my family that's close like that is my dad and my sisters. They're both April 11th. <laughs> sorry. Day, sorry. Day sorry. Four- sorry. I have no fucking clue why I said April 11th, because neither of those is correct. It's November 17th. <laughs> Wow, you were a little off there. I have absolutely no no clue here's why a, I said April 11th. Here's a great fucking meme from this show. It's a picture right. of Joe, John, and Travis all with their fucking shirts off, tattoos exposed, white trash mullets fucking going in their scratchy, patchy facial hair. Day 14 of no sports. Watching a gay zoo manager seduce straight men with tigers and meth. <laughs> Oh God, this fucking show! It it is yeah. It's the memes are are arguably so part of the best thing about this show at the point at this point. All right, guys, we got. I got to wrap it up. I got to head to work. Yeah, you um, got to get to work. I need to get something to drink and um, edit the show after a while. Yeah, you got all day though. Uh, but yeah, guys. Um. Like I said, no upcoming episodes for uh, for uh, reviews uh, for at least a few weeks. But on that note, uh, we are looking for guests to have on the show. So if you'd like to be a guest on one of the uh, one of the several uninhibiteds, uh, please come on. If you if you can't be a guest or don't want to be a guest, uh, what I, one of the things I want to do for the hundredth episode is um, uh, uh, read maybe some feedback from you guys. Like if you have yes. something that you want to say to us or have us read out loud and, and uh, you know, maybe ask us questions, please do um, want to make episode 100 more about you guys than anybody else or anything else, because we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you guys. Absolutely. And uh, you know, send any questions to all queued up podcast at gmail.com. Uh, any feedback, you know, you can leave it uh, there or, you know, on any of the sites that you listen to the show on, you can leave a review there. Uh, we'll be looking for new reviews for, you know, 2020, of course. You know, we'll read several. But, uh, yeah, we definitely are excited. Uh, we're looking forward to it. and We definitely would like to have guests on. We may even have uh, a skit. I'm not going to promise anything. We might do it, though. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Everybody follow the social media links down below. If you want to follow me personally, uh, I regular name on Facebook. My p- profile is public. Um, 
If you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, they're linked to my Facebook profile. You can do so there. If you want to catch me on other shows aside from this one, I appear on two on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. They're both live. One is every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. It's an action figure review show where we uh, review mostly Transformers. It's called Figure Banging. And then, of course, a live uh, podcast every Friday night around 9 p.m. Eastern, MPSP Theater, where me, Nick, Sam, Rob, and Russ talk about various topics in pop culture and entertainment, spanning movies, TV shows, video games, comics, and just bust each other's balls relentlessly and talk shit on each other, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, big. Want to say one more big personal shout out and thank you to Nathan Haskell and Dustmites. Uh, they just released uh, their album Cold Slither Three on the twenty sixth. And as a little nod in honor of me, there is a song on the uh, album that has my name in the title. And you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a. Just uh, in my honor, as they said, and I'm really appreciative of that. But hey, go check that out on Nathan Haskell's Bandcamp, Cold Slither 3, $10 for 20 tracks, money back guarantee if you don't enjoy it. Uh, check that out. I'll put that link in the description too. Just much love to those guys. It's nerd rap. They're entertaining. Uh, Dust is the producer and Nate does the vocals and writes the tracks and it's a lot of fun and uh you know check it out if it's something that might interest you but that's everything about me what about you greg uh you can find me on all social media um under chub rock geek uh you can find me on um tiktok and and uh twitch also by searching chub rock geek I, it's everywhere chub rock geek um i don't know if we're going to i want to try we'll see how that plans out but um if you follow the twitch that's where josh and i usually do our jackbox streams um we uh we tried to do one a few weeks ago like yeah a few weeks ago right when uh, animal crossing came out and nobody showed up so uh but we're thinking thinking maybe doing it this week maybe josh maybe maybe possibly possibly but yeah that's uh that's it for me at the moment. I uh, really don't have anything else going on other than making sure my parents uh, stay safe and stay, stay healthy. Speaking of that, guys, please, please do everything you can to stay safe. Take this as seriously as you can. Don't panic, but definitely take this seriously. Um, you don't want this disease. You don't know what it's going to do to you. Uh, there have been hundreds of people that I've heard testimonials where they're like, I was perfectly healthy. I contracted it, and it'll kick your ass. Yeah. Like they came out of it. They're safe. They're not, they're not dead, but they're like, I can't breathe right at all. Yep. So please like stay safe, wash your hands, you know, wear a mask out to the grocery store if you need to, but, but please, 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 please. And again, uh, as Josh stated out, um, contact our social medias, uh, any like mine, his, the, the podcast to, uh, Come on as a guest. Even if you just want to come on to the 100th episode to say something to us, have maybe a small conversation for a brief moment that we can kind of edit into the whole show, please do. Like, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you just want to record something, that'll work too. Um, doesn't matter to me. But all the places that Josh mentioned, that's where you can do that with. And uh, yeah, nothing we're watching next week. Nothing, nothing we're watching the week after that. We're just uninhibited. So uh, go check out our April Fool's episode. 
it's a lot of fun. It was hilarious. If you haven't listened to it, it's currently available, and it is uh, one of the most entertaining things that I've done in terms of entertainment in a hot minute. So, um, yeah, it's the WAQU, the WAQU wake up uh, morning wake up show, Fat Man and the Pirate. Go check yep. that out. Getting yes. lots of great feedback from it, and we're very appreciative. Yep. Uh, yeah, but I think that's it, guys. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week with an uninhibited. Take care, everybody. Wait, that's no, my line, no, fucker. That's your line. That's your line. I don't know why. <clears throat> I, I am. I am having a fucking problem right now. That's my line. You butter eating fuck.